He's a crook, a thief, a menace. J Jared Leto? No, Spider-Man. Give me Spider-Man. Welcome back to the happiest day possible on Ready, Set, Review. Yeah. I am your host, Matt. And I'm Anthony. And we are Ready, Set, Review. And boy, oh, has it been a good couple of days. Yeah, it really has. There's been a lot that has just dropped this week, and it's just been absolute fire. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to get a chance to, to talk about a lot of really cool trailers that have come out, a lot yeah. of cool movies that are coming up and um of course we'll talk a little bit about what we've got coming up in october as well oh it's a really cool shit yeah because there's a lot of things that we're going to be doing um as a podcast that we're really excited about so yeah let's let's just kind of jump into it here so here's the headline and as predicted on this very podcast we told you we told we're you not the kind of guys <laughs> to say i told you so but we told you so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody at Sony decided to, like, put away the cocaine and was like, hey, wait a minute, guys. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about this, and there's literally no way that we can properly bring Tom Holland's Spider-Man into our little spider Venomverse. It's just, it's just not possible. It doesn't work without doesn't the rest work. of the MCU. It doesn't. Yeah. It's just not, it's not going to be possible. So Sony presumably went groveling back to Disney, and I just picture Disney just sitting there, like you know, in his Mickey Mouse chair, and he's just like, <laughs> or like, or even oh, no, even better, it's oh, Thanos, oh, it's Thanos, oh, you know. Oh, oh, give us Spider-Man! Oh. <laughs> I was just thinking it's, it's Thanos from Endgame. He's like, where did that lead you? Right back to me. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm going to make that meme. I made a bunch of memes. I didn't even think to make that one. Yeah, Holy you were rapid shit. firing them out. It was great. Dude, I had just like, I, I picked, it was one of those things, you know, where like you, you just, you're having a break at work and you just, you know, you flick on your phone, you see what's going on on social yeah. media. And I just, I, I just sat back in my chair. I just got off a call. I flicked on my phone and uh, I turned on Instagram. And the first thing I saw was, I think it was Variety. It was, it was like Spider-Man and Sony or uh, Marvel and Sony uh, reach a new deal. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. And what and I'm click I'm like ferociously clicking through and it's just like it's like and, and at first I thought I was like okay wait a minute am I I thought I was being pranked so I, I literally yeah. I, I waited five minutes and then I started checking like Hollywood Reporter Deadline Collider like all the other reputable and they all yeah. were reporting it and I was like oh my god Spider Man's back in the MCU yeah. they and made it happen just as he should be and apparently it's going to come out right between What If and I want to say Eternals. Is that correct? I uh, think that's what it is. To be honest, I forget what's on the bookends of it, but I know the date is July 2021. Yeah, 2021, yeah. which, if I'm not mistaken, is right around Batman time. If the movie even gets made. The movie's obviously getting made. They have a release date for it. It's twenty. It's July 2021, okay, I'm but pretty sure. They only have and Batman cast. Like, they haven't cast anybody else. That you know of. Yeah. I know. Well, there was that news that came out this week also um, that uh, uh, Jonah Hill is being looked at strongly for, for a role. The, the Penguin. And, of course, all the fat shamers out there are like, Penguin, Penguin. Yeah, of course. But there's also a very strong rumor that he's uh, al uh, up for the Riddler. That could be interesting. I would, I would watch that. I mean... 
I don't know. I, so here's what I'll say. I don't think that that that, that to me doesn't fit. But like, see, here's what I'm going to say. Okay. If this was ten years ago, okay. when we only know we only really know Jonah Hill for things like Superbad, movies like that, right? I'd have been like. No way. Like, yeah. he's got to be the penguin because he's, he's fat and, and he's short and he's stupid. <laughs> but seeing him in a lot of things that he's done the last few years, like Wolf of Wall Street yeah, and that thing great. he just did on Netflix. What was that series called on Netflix? A little oh, Maniac? Maniac, right? Yeah. Seeing him in roles like that, like, this dude can act. Like, he's got a lot of range. And so what was, I what would, was that war movie he did, War Dogs? That movie was great. Yeah, War Dogs. It was incredible, yeah. right? Yeah, so he, he was great in that movie. He can do, you know, he hasn't really done action yet, like real action. But, you know, they said this is going to be more of a detective story anyway. Yeah. I think he's got the chops to play almost any of those characters in that universe. Obviously not like, you know, like a Bane or something, but like a lot of those type of rogues, the the more, uh, let's call them squirrely looking ones from yeah. Batman Rogues Gallery, he could play a lot of those roles. You know who else he could play that I think maybe this is just me being also a fat shamer because it's <laughs> another fat character, uh, but Harvey Bullock. Oh, right? man. Wouldn't that be cool? Like he's a little short to play Harvey Bullock, but I think you could make it work. Dude, I got to tell you though, the only guy... That that has done, that will that has, will ever be Harvey Bullock for me now is Donald Logue. Seeing him in Gotham, like I know, it, like it's a smaller part and obviously yeah. not the same caliber, but he, it's the same level of perfect casting as like a Hugh Jackman or a Robert Downey Jr. Like it's he's so perfect in the role. But I can see Jonah Hill pulling off a Bullock. Do you think that they're gonna have any kind of? Um... Uh, any kind of cameo appearances by some of the other like because it, it's not going to fit in with the other Batman movies like no, it's not going to tie into the rest of the DCEU. That's what they say, right? And so, so like, I'm confused about where we stand with DCEU. And before we we get back to Spider Man and, and talking about the brilliance of uh, the Spider Man deal and everything like that, you know, going <laughs> to our favorite topic, which is is Batman and and the DCEU and the DC disaster. So the trailer for the new Harley Quinn, or excuse me, uh, Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of Harley, one Harley I, Quinn. I hate the fact that you know the full title <laughs> of this movie. Oh, God, my head hurts. See, now, I liked the trailer. I liked the trailer, and I like the fact that it connects to Suicide Squad, obviously with Margot Robbie. Um, and then apparently she's also going to be in Suicide Squad, the new one. So, I mean, I like that they all connect, but it's weird because it doesn't connect with the rest of the movies, and where is it going to be, and so, how is it going to fit in? And, uh, I don't hate the trailer, but allow me to just remind you that when the Suicide Squad trailer came out, we were all like, oh my god, this movie looks amazing, it's yeah. going to be so good, yeah. and yeah. then it fucking wasn't. Yeah. So Same way we felt about Batman v Superman, right? right? Where right. it looked amazing, and you're like, oh my god, and then you see the trailer with Doomsday, and you're like, oh, you're like, going to be bad, oh no, Ugh. oh no. <laughs> so it's like, I see the Birds of Prey trailer, and I, I there's two things that I immediately notice. One... It's a it's a try hard trailer. Like the way the trailer was cut, the the music in the background showing like that what looks like a musical Madonna scene she's doing. It's like it was it just it was a real try hard trailer. And whenever you see trailers like that, that 
or tryhards, that's the best term for it, yep. uh, more often than not, it's because the movie behind the trailer is dog shit. Right. So I think they really swung for the fences. I was going to say shot. <laughs> shot the movie, <laughs> swung for the fences. Schwat. Uh, yeah. Schwat for the fences. Swung for the fucking fences on the trailer to make people more interested in this movie than they already are, because clearly a lot of people are not. So that's the first thing I'll say about it. Right. Second and, thing is, I mean, it's it's a female directed movie, right? And that's so, why it's getting all of the hype, right? I mean, well, well, Kathy Yan, who has directed things like you know some independent movies like Entropy and Skyhammer and Hump or Skyladder rather and Humpty and nothing that anybody has actually seen, and she apparently wrote something called Dead Pigs, which I've not seen either. So, uh... See, in this case, though, in this case, it's not the director that I'm worried about. It's the script. I I just don't have any faith in them to write a good script for this character. Or any of the characters that are going to appear in it. I just... I just don't. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't, like... I can't, you know... (laughs) That, that I think, is going to be the issue. Um, This is going to be a terrible story, you know? It... it... (sighs) Especially hearing that they had to change it so dramatically because it had to do with, like, child sex trafficking and it was a little too close to home. Yeah, like, where the fuck did that come from? I don't know, but, I mean, I think that's actually a cool storyline. It's relevant and it fits. So the I think Sony is sharing their cocaine with Warner Brothers. With Warner Brothers? Yeah, (laughs) I I, I think they got that that super crack, you know, from, like, a Frankenhooker or whatever. So they got the, the super crack. But, um, yeah, so, like, I, I just, I, I think that, it, like, Black Mask as a villain, when I first read him in the comics, he was really scary. So good. And he was great. And he, I mean, he killed the female Robin that was at the time. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, I forget what her last name was. Stephanie something. She was the blonde Robin I forget for, like, too. two yeah. seconds. And then she died. And then she came back. Whatever. Like, <laughs> comic books. Shocking. Anyway, so, so... Like, Black Mask, who is being played by Ewan McGregor, is, I think, a really cool villain to have if they make him gritty. Like, they need to make him very, very violent and very deadly, or else it's not going to fit the character. Dude, he was, like, dancing and singing in the trailer almost. That's that's okay. That's okay, as long as you get a scene where he's wearing the mask and he's torturing someone with knives and machine guns. See, now, okay. See now, so this is so. This, let's talk about this because this that leads, I think, very well into the second issue I had with the trailer. I think the costumes look awful. They look terrible. They look cheap. They Could look not like agree with bad you cosplay. Yeah. Now, what that says to me is we obviously didn't see Black Mask as Black Mask in the trailer. How do we think he's gonna look? And they've already clearly established the fact that he's in the movie as a regular faced dude, also. How are they going to tell this story? Is it going to be an actual black mask that looks like a skull? Are they going to do something really stupid where he like has some acid thrown on his face and it melts into the shape of a skull? Like, how is he going to look? Because I think yeah. he's going to look terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, because they, they haven't. They definitely haven't revealed that. Yeah. Um, I think it's or full a, CGI. I think it's a better storyline because it's not against a superpowered villain. It's just against like a crime boss. Oh yeah, right? totally. So that's much better than Suicide Squad already. But at the same time, oh god, it's not going to be good. I don't know. I, 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 I'm hoping. I have high hopes. I really enjoyed the trailer. I, I, I was definitely hyped after it. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, more to your point, I was hyped after first seeing the first uh, Suicide Squad trailer and the first Batman vs. Superman yep. trailer. And I, Although, it wasn't the same way when I saw the first Justice League trailer. Oh, uh, no, that... I knew right away from seeing the way that Batman looked that it was going to be garbage. Yeah. And he was wearing the Night Owl goggles. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what are you just reusing like the same props that you used in other movies and hoping that we won't notice? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, come and, on. And you know, and because like by that point, we knew the DCEU was the DC disaster by that point oh, already. Yeah. So oh, yeah. we had no faith in Justice League from the no. get go. No. And I remember also, too, being skeptical of. The, it wasn't the trailer, but I started to get skeptical of Batman versus Superman when I started reading reports about what the movie was actually supposed to be. And I talked about this before. Batman versus Superman was supposed to be Man of Steel 2. Yes, correct. And because Man of Steel 1 was so lukewarm in terms of reception and critical you know, uh, acclaim and whatnot... They, like, panicked and then decided they wanted to catch up to Marvel instead. Yeah. And that's when it became, oh, we're going to throw Dawn Batman in there. Justice. Yeah, Wonder oh, Woman. Like, oh, like, oh God, talk about just and they on the nose. And they completely went the other way because if you watch that movie, that's a Batman movie. It's not a it's Superman movie. It's 100% a Batman. Movie. It's not a Superman uh, movie at all. It's no. a Batman movie. The whole opening scene is all about Batman. Yeah. And Wonder Woman is just there. Yeah, she, she literally serves up. no purpose. I hated her music. The oh, God. oh whatever, I like yeah. music. Like, oh, it was so bad. Like, just like, so over-the-top yeah. dramatic instead yeah. of, like, cool but without dramatic. without actually being dramatic. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, God, so. fucking Hans Zimmer, man. So go and check out the trailer if you haven't seen it yet. Um, the Birds of Prey and the Fab tabulous fantabulous shut up I can't just say. shut up <laughs> I mean uh, I, you know I, I, you know well whatever if, if, is Jared Leto going to show up as the Joker in a cameo probably not and that means it's not going to be good I, I like I would I would hope that at the end of the movie the way that it ends with Harley Quinn is that the Joker shows up because that's the way that it always was they yeah. break up they have their fight and then they get back together because it's it's very you know it's it's you know very like a an abusive relationship yeah that's totally the way that abusive relationships go and people are like oh you know I want to have that Joker and Harley Quinn relationship I don't oh think god you really those people are idiots. <laughs> I don't think you really understand yeah it, but not sure you've ever read a comic book yeah but it is it is one of those things that like it would make sense to have a two-minute scene with the Joker at the end of the movie getting back together with Harley Quinn. Yep, I And agree. essentially taking her away, and then it would set up a Joker and Harley Quinn movie. Yep. However, you've got this now Joker movie with a completely different Joker and a completely different timeline and, and universe that's going to be completely different, and nobody's going to want to see Jared Leto as the Joker again. No, we've, we're already over Jared yeah. Leto. Um, with his smiley face hand tattoo. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> You think, like, what if he, like, what if, like, some shit in his hand? He's just like, oh. Yeah. I mean, you know, I kind of... Does he wash his hands? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, so back to Spider-Man, because we yeah. got so getting, way off yeah, there. Yeah, so getting, getting real back to fast. the topic again, Spider-Man, right? And let's get back to the good universe. Marvel being smart and realizing that they have ridiculously deep pockets, and they're like, okay, Sony, yeah. you know, we'll give you, what, 25%? Uh, no, no, other way, other way around. around. Marvel yeah. is now we'll getting 20, take, yeah, 25%. Yeah, we'll only take 25%. And they're also, um, the, I think, uh, and, the, and now they're also going to be financing, uh, you know, because they, they were financing previously 0%. Right. Um, now I think they're going to be financing something like around 25 to 30% of overall production costs for the movie, um, which is great. Like that's And that's perfect. And all the other toy deals and merchandising, that all remains the same. Apparently, like, who gives a shit? The headline here is that we get to close out this 
story that they've been building with Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, he's essentially... They built him to be the new Tony Stark, to yep. take over and be sort of the center of the Marvel Universe, which makes sense. Spider-Man is akin to Superman in DC. Yeah. He is the top-selling comic book. He is the top-selling character, right? He is the, you know, the, the character, which is why Sony purchased the rights to Spider-Man, because he was the only popular Marvel character in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. In terms of, like, TV and stuff like that, aside from the X-Men. Yeah, him and the X-Men. Yeah, it was it was Spider-Man and, and the X-Men. Yeah. They tried to do the Fantastic Four cartoon and the Incredible Hulk cartoon and the Avengers cartoon, and they were all terrible. They were not... Nah, well, not for nothing. They, they the had cartoons, The cartoons were all pretty good. It's just that they were... Awful in comparison to the Spider-Man and X-Men. And cartoon. they never lasted. I think Hulk had two seasons and that was it. Yeah, their their problem well, was that the those shows didn't have the same level of continuity that the Spider-Man and X-Men shows had. Exactly. And for whatever reason, the animation like wasn't as good in any of them. No. I, I don't know why. And, the, and it was really cool because then in the final seasons of both Spider-Man and X-Men, the animated series, they crossed over. Yes, which was awesome. Where... Where there was actually an episode of X-Men that had Captain America in it and had Spider-Man in it. And then there was episodes of Spider-Man that had the X-Men in it. Yeah, was it was really all really cool. cool. Yeah. Those were great episodes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's just amazing that that we, we get to see this character story play out. Because, you know, we talked about it Far From Home, which is... I, I, I The more and more I think about it, the more I think it's the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Um, but they, they leave you on... The most epic cliffhanger at the end of that oh, movie. Yeah. And granted, it's not the credit scene, so if you didn't stay for that and you don't know what I'm talking about, you're just a fucking amateur. But <laughs> yeah, it was on, it's Marvel. Yeah. By now you should know. Like it was the greatest cliffhanger to leave you on, and it's just like you know, you find out it's everyone knows that it's that Spider-Man is now Peter Parker, um, and they all think that he murdered all these people. Uh, in where were they? Italy or Europe or Prague? Yeah, wherever the fuck they were at the yeah. very end. Yeah. Um. So like. Like and then just to be able to finish out that story and to get J uh, J K Simmons back as J yeah, John Jameson like which he is perfect. you know you you kind of mentioned it um, offline the other day and you were like he's right up there with Robert Downey Jr. and Hugh Jackman as like you can't see anyone else playing that character right like he is that character I also you know I also literally said it earlier this episode uh, well. Yeah. Man, I can't wait for any of the podcast <laughs> to listen to this because he loves to seize on the shit that yeah. we do wrong. So yeah, so yeah, you said <laughs> but no, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, J.K. On. Simmons is that character. He is that character. Like, yeah. you know, come on, you know. It just oh god, I was watching. Uh, it was uh, it was on the other day. Um, Spider Man three. <laughs> <laughs> or Spider-Man 2, I'm sorry. Um, Spider-Man 2 was great. Yeah, no, incredible. Spider-Man 2 was great. Up, up until Far From Home came out, Spider-Man 2 was still the best Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Um, so, that, But I was just watching it. Was on, it was on TV the other day, and I was like, just, you know, whatever. And I... <laughs> It was the scene, the deleted scene, um, where he's got Spider, where J, uh, J- Jameson has got Spider-Man's suit on, and he's in his office, and he's like, you know, with the thwick, thwick, yeah. he's got the cigar in his mouth, yeah. and then the guy walks in, he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah. Yeah, that's Sam Raimi who walks in, right? That's his, like, assistant. That's Sam Raimi, the director. No, isn't it, like, his brother or something? 
Is it? I thought that was... That was, was that actually... Movie. Is, that, is yeah. that dweeby guy actually Sam Raimi? Yeah, yeah, I forget. The, with the, the glasses and the yeah, black yeah. Hair. Yeah, that's actually Sam Raimi. I thought it was yeah. like his brother or no, something. No, it's yeah. actually Sam Raimi? Yeah, it's oh, Sam okay. Raimi. Wow. And you can really see the Sam Raimi touch on Spider-Man 2 because... That's like, why it's so good. And you have like the Evil Dead style scenes like when, when, they, when they're going to cut off Dr. Octopus's arm. Exactly what I was thinking. I mean, and it's straight Evil Dead. Like yeah. the, the, the dramatic cuts, the... The fast, and they even do the chainsaw. Like it looks exactly like Evil Dead, and it was so cool. And the fact that there's and the fact that there's no backing music in that scene. There's no there's no mood music in the scene. It's just sound effects and then, and then the shots and it's right. so good and the, the, the quick clips yeah. you know and the, the dramatic movements and it's like oh man yeah that was I, I remember watching that for the first time I was like alright yeah. I'm watching a Sam Raimi movie like mm-hmm. it's that dude totally agree it was so good yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah so uh, J. J. Jonah Jameson will presumably be back um, and yeah I, I don't know what else to say other than I'm just really excited about it let's talk about the rumor that's already come out though okay so the deal is definitely done. It's the deal happened. Is done, right? It's signed, signed, sealed, delivered. Now there's already a rumor out there that Feige is thinking of a way to write Spider-Man out of the MCU. Well, because I mean, it's it's almost like if you give a mouse a cookie, right? They're going to want a glass of milk, right? So you, you know, he caves in on this one, but the next one's only going to be more dramatic, right? And now the more that you you embed spider-man into the importance of the mcu the more that it weighs on him and so you it's like harder to get rid of the spider-man character yeah so i mean i just i just hope they don't kill him (laughs) yeah no i don't kevin feige could be like you know what fuck it he's dead (laughs) i think that's sony (laughs) and sony's like crap we have to start all over shit <laughs> oh man! Bring back Tobey Maguire. Yeah, quick, seriously. Quick. <laughs> See, here's here's. I'll say two things about it. One, I think it's a good idea that they eventually write him out of the universe, and the reason is because the the deal with Sony. I don't. I still don't think, even though it's been you know renewed or whatever. I still don't think it's going to last forever. And like to your point, do we want to go through this headache again three years from now? I'm sure Disney and Feige don't want to do it. So unless Sony comes back with some sort of like forever offer where it's like you can keep on using him as long as we can also keep on using him, like you know, in our Venom movies and shit, like whatever, and the deal lasts forever, I think it. Do- I think it makes sense to to dial him back a little bit and eventually write him out of the universe and have somebody else take that that spot. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. I, I really think that it does make sense. Um, and especially you don't you don't you know you don't want to have them holding this over your head for such an important character, right? I just totally. I don't I I'm flabbergasted of why they I mean all of a sudden Spider Man became the most important character in all of the MCU. Like he, it was probably the most heart wrenching death in Infinity War. Easily. And it was definitely one of the best returns when you got to see him come back and then Tony Stark hugs him in the middle of the battle. Like that just like it, you know, brings a tear to your eye. And then like and he's in literally with Far From Home, he's set up to be the next Iron Man and to essentially be in a leadership position eventually in now that there's no Iron Man, there's no Captain America. Who now leads the Avengers? Is yep. it going to be? Is it going to be Falcon? I can't imagine that Falcon's going to be the leader. It'll be Captain Marvel eventually. Yeah, yeah, they'll go with yeah. the mo- one of the more modern interpretations. Yeah, okay, but yeah, no, which I, I'm okay with because she's the yeah, most powerful and she's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's great. And, yeah. You know, she did a great job. Especially, I really liked the way that she was used in uh, in Endgame. Yeah, the people that complained about the way she was used in Endgame need to shut the fuck up because yeah, I mean, it was so perfect. Like. 
because she is so overly powerful that yeah. like that's the way you need to use her is just like Superman. It's yeah. like she needs to be used as Deus Ex Machina, and, and that's good. And anybody anybody that watched that movie and did not realize that one of the main purposes of that movie was not only to cap the Infinity Saga story, but it was also to close out the stories of the six original Avengers. Yeah. That's why they're the ones you see the most on screen. That's why they're the ones that get the most closure. And that's why characters like Captain Marvel are essentially like wallpapers because the, the, the movie was not made for them. She has got a whole career, like eight more movies left in the fucking MCU. Like, so... Just relax. So now, with this new deal with Sony, do you know if um, with with the new deal with Sony, I, you know, I, I haven't heard more than just one episode, or excuse me, episode one movie that's been sort of announced for Spider Man, and if it's going to be more than one movie, it seems like they didn't sign it for more than a one movie deal. See, it, it seems like it's just like kind of like a one off, and then that's going to be it. And that's that. That's what I was saying about like the the whole deal and how they're gonna gonna have to work it because right last I read is that it's for one more solo movie, which would be Spider Man three, and an appearance in another uh, team up crossover movie or whatnot. Um, the the crossover team up whatever has obviously not been announced, but you can probably assume it's going to be whatever the next big you know Avengers Civil War type movie is. So, yeah, and it seems like they're going to do, you know, they're really going to revolve the next story all around outer space, and it's going to take place really off of Earth, right, with the Eternals, with Guardians right. of the Galaxy, with the Skrulls, with the Kree, right? And there's a lot of cool stories that they can do. I would love to see um, the character of Annihilus, who's oh, a big, man. winged, green creature who's, like, super powerful in the MCU. I would love to see... Um, uh, not only that, but I would love to see some of the, um, I, I would love, and, well, I mean, I guess you couldn't have Ego come back, but just some of the other, you know, characters that are out in outer space, yeah. like in the Accuser coming well, there, back. Yeah, there's definitely, they're clearly going, like, full cosmic, like, for the next few movies, you know, like, I, I think that's where, the, the big movies is where they're going to be going. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't have, you know, you can certainly have, I mean, I think that's why they, they made the deal the, the way they did with Spider-Man, where it's like, you know, the next phase is going to focus a lot on not characters like Spider-Man. So it's okay for just one more movie and the next crossover appearance. But like I was saying, I really think that this the this latest announcement of the deal is just sort of the tip of the iceberg. I think that even though this deal has been done, I think there's still more deals coming from this because it's just it's beneficial. It's mutually beneficial. And Sony, frankly, needs it more than Disney does. Like, Disney can survive the MCU without Spider-Man in it, yeah. but it's better with him in it. And the Venomverse is not going to last forever as Venom with Venom as a headliner. It sure as shit ain't going to last with Morbius. No, it's not going to last with Morbius. It's definitely not going to last with Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Whoever did that casting is an idiot. <laughs> That's like the worst casting I've ever heard. Yeah, like, I, I'm not a fan. They could have gotten the guy who played um, Rorschach in Watchmen. Yeah. Like, he was great, you know? And I think Cillian Murphy would have been great. Cillian Murphy would have yeah. been a great addition. He would have been amazing as yeah. the character. You just bleach his, you dye his hair red, right? Who cares, right? You needed somebody who's, like, you needed a big-name actor, but, like, the wig he was wearing was so bad, and it was just, I know. His... I hear there's gonna be carnage. And he just has yeah. that, that stupid Woody Harrelson grin yeah. where like he just looks like a doofus. I, yeah. I love it, but it's like, oh man. Yeah, so I, 
So we'll see. You know what? I am excited for the new Woody Harrelson movie, the the, the new uh, zombie, zombie Man movie. Land. Dude, it looks yeah, great with Double Tap. It looks it, great. It looks hilarious. It looks like a great sequel. Um, even though it's like way years later, and yeah, Zombieland's one of my favorite movies. Dude, I love that movie. It's the first so good. one was great. Yeah, the, the first one is absolutely hysterically funny, dude. And like, yeah. when he kills Bill Murray, and oh, he's got the zombie. And dude, when they when they dress up in the Ghostbusters costumes, and yeah. they're like acting, oh my god, yeah. go across the street. Yeah, the whole uh, movie is great. Or when they're when they're even that that scene when they're uh, they're giving him like the the gun salute send off, you know, after mm-hmm. after he dies, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Columbus has the double barrel shotgun. He's like, he's like wait, sorry, gotta reload. He's yeah, pulling, yeah. pulls it, pops in the other shell. Yeah, he's like, okay. He's, he's like murmuring to himself. Yeah. He's like, oh, double, double barrel. Yeah. Like, one, <laughs> one second. And it's just so awkward. It's so Come awkward. <laughs> but wait, so let me tell you this. Okay. Here, my second point, here is how if they were to write Spider-Man out of the MCU, here is how they write him out of the MCU but also seamlessly bring him into the Venomverse. Okay. You introduce, well, presuming you're already going to get it in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you just fucking throw him through the goddamn Speed Force and have him turn up somewhere else in the Multiverse. Speed Force is DC. I'm using that as an example. (laughs) I obviously know that. I obviously know that. Yeah. Even if it wasn't, why would it have anything to do with Spider-Man? Yeah. Dick. But yes. (laughs) Just throw him in the fucking multiverse. Open up a goddamn portal at the end of the battle. Kick his ass through the wormhole, and he pops up in the fucking Venomverse. Period. Done. End of story. Yeah, and then you easily write him out, right? And then Venom, and then Sony can do whatever they want with him, right? Which it, I mean, it's sort of doing an ending like that makes sense for if they're not going to write a larger deal. I was expecting like a baseball style deal where like a lot of the baseball teams right now are signing baseball players to much larger contracts. For big money, but for many, many years, right? So that they're not having to worry yeah. about these guys leaving the team. And if they're making a commitment and an investment in these, right. these players, they're going to be there for the long haul to be able to support the team as they build up younger players too. So I, I was expecting something like that. I was expecting, you know, a 10-movie deal, you know, at the, the current rate, right, where they get 25% of the profit or yep. whatever. And I was expecting something like that. But... With this and the fact that they're not doing that, that really makes me skeptical about the the longevity of the character. So yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and like I said, I think it would be the best for everybody if they do come to a much more long term agreement. That would be in everybody's best interest. And I think it'll be very much like what we saw with Far From Home because the deal was up for renegotiation around the time that Far From Home came out. Yeah. And you and I both even said it. We were like, yeah, just wait until this movie makes a billion dollars and let's see yeah. what happens. And it did. And it did. Wait until Spider-Man 3 comes out and makes another billion dollars and then let's see how they negotiate again because, yeah. you know, Sony talks a big game now. Blah, blah, we want to back in our universe. Fra, 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 fra. Yeah. And then they're going to make a movie that like it barely makes back its money. And, right. look, and then, then when the Spider-Man 3 comes out, they're going to go, oh, wait, I forgot. Right. These movies make a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's kind of like it's kind of like when Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Red Sonia, right? And he was supposed to be Conan, right? But then he wasn't Conan, right? But he literally the whole character is Conan. Like he literally acts like Conan. He talks like Conan. The whole story is exactly what Conan's story would have been, but it wasn't Conan. And Red Sonia didn't do well because yeah. it wasn't Conan. Right. Conan made a shit ton of money. Both of them did. Even the one going from an R-rated movie to a PG-rated movie yep. with going between the uh, Conan, the um, 
what was the first one? Conan the Adventurer? No, Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. The was Adventurer the first one. was the cartoon. Conan the Barbarian and then Conan the Destroyer. Right. Was like it went from an R movie to a PG movie, and even Conan the Destroyer did very well. But Red Sonia did not do as well. Even though it had Arnold Schwarzenegger because it wasn't Conan, it wasn't the same character. So if they try and do, uh, if they try and do a movie where they have Tom Holland as Spider-Man, but without being Spider-Man or something like that, or maybe he's just they just call him Peter and they don't call him Peter Parker, right? <laughs> like they're trying to do all these like little workarounds. Night monkey. You know? Yeah, Night Monkey, right? Or, or, or what if they do? They have the rights to the Incredible Bagman, right? Like, what if he just comes in? Oh as my the Incredible god, Bagman? as the Bagman! Right? Holy shit! Yeah. Or do they have the rights to the Scarlet Spider? And then you see a Scarlet Spider in the movie without ever seeing his face, but then seeing it, and then he takes off the the mask, and he's got blonde hair instead of the brown hair. You right. Know? Uh, you know, I think that could be cool. Yes. Yeah. See, Definitely. I, See, I, I, I like the idea of, like, bringing in the, a Ben Riley character, but, like, it would be so disappointing to me if they did that and then did, didn't give us a proper clone saga. Or that, or, yeah. or that's how they do it. Make a fucking clone, and you have him, it's, it's Tom Holland in both roles, but he's one, he's Ben Riley in the Venom universe, and he's Spider-Man in our universe, and have him cross over in a multiverse wow. story. You just, we just stumbled upon something. I just solved your problem. Are you listening, Disney? I Are solved you your problem. DC listens to us, okay? <laughs> DC is listening. Disney, listen up, because we just fixed your problem. Problem. Problem solved. Problem solved, dude. Oh my god, that's such a genius move. Where you have, you could have in Spider-Man Three, the bad guy be the Jackal. You introduce a clone character, right? And then all of a sudden, the Sony takes the clone character, and Marvel takes the regular character. Ba -ba -ba Bam! Boom! <laughs> Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, and it's great. You know, and then so. it would be awesome. It would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd yeah. be great. Oh man! I, I mean, the Scarlet Spider's impact webbing was one of my one of my favorite like weapons his stingers and his impact webbing was like so impact the impact web webbing was all i used in the spider-man ps4 game it was yeah. the greatest because one shot and you blast guys against the wall and they get stuck there is amazing yeah. it's the so, best weapon so for for those of you who aren't familiar with the scarlet spider he is a clone of spider-man and essentially goes around and he wears a, a, a fully red suit it's like a scarlet red suit with a blue hoodie with a black so spider awesome. it's a really cool outfit it's so i really awesome. did like it it's very very 90s um, but he also has a weapon called impact webbing and it's essentially these little, you can imagine them as like almost the size of a musket ball. And when it hits you, it explodes with webbing and essentially ensnares you in webbing, right? So instead of having to wrap someone up physically with webs, you shoot these little pellets at them and they, they explode upon So impact. great. It's like a yeah, web bomb. It's great. It was, and it's such a cool weapon. It was so really well done in the comic books back in the 90s. And he had the fucking web cartridges stuff. on his, yeah, on his yeah, wrist yeah, outside yeah. of the costume. Yeah, that was so bad. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really and cool he, looking. And then, he, and then he had those little pouches around his ankles, which served no yes, purpose. <laughs> did he ever take anything out of the pouches, or did you, he just wear them? You know what? As someone who has read the entirety of the Clone Saga multiple times... I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't you think can't, so. Nothing that's memorable. Yeah. Where he goes, oh, hey, I'm going to pull this out of my phone. Yeah, I really, I really don't think he has. Maybe what it is is he's wearing the uh, anklet because he's actually on house arrest and he's just trying to hide the fact that he's on house <laughs> arrest. I don't know. I don't know. That would be hilarious, though. Really oh, dumb. it's like one of that's those like monitors. That's yeah. like a DC thing to do, though. <laughs> 
so, oh, so, so speaking of uh, Sony, li- or excuse me, um, DC listening to us and listening to this podcast, uh, the first images. So first and foremost, we had the announcement almost the same day that we got the Spider-Man announcement. We also got the announcement that Tom Welling, who played Clark Kent in the long Smallville series, is going to be, he's going to reprise his role as Clark Kent slash Superman in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover that's going to be out later this year. So awesome. Oh my God. That's cool. Yeah. And so is, and so is the, uh. Uh, Erica Durant, I think her name is the Lois right. Lane. She's going to be Lois Lane. Like, well, ah! And they certainly can't have Allison Mack because she's in jail for her whole involvement in, in a ridiculous sex cult. So that's a real thing. Nexium, go look it up. Allison Mack was in Nexium, and she was one of the top high-ranking members of oh, this man. creepy, weird sex cult. You know, yeah. it's, it's funny. Like right before that story dropped, I was actually talking with Ed about it. Because uh, we were talking about Smallville, and we were like, and I was like, whatever happened? Because Chloe wasn't a character from the comic books. No. And no. I was always just but she like, was great. She, she was great in the show. Yeah. She was great. And, in the I, show. and I, I remember we were talking about Smallville, and I said to Ed, I was like, whatever happened to that actress, um, to Alex Mack? I was like, I haven't, you know, ever since Smallville, she just sort of poof. And like we just we were just, you know bullshitting about it, and then like a week later, <laughs> that news came out, and we were yeah. both like, I texted him, I was like, dude, he was like, what? <laughs> Man, you know what? And I was the crazy conspiracy theorist that had been talking about Nexium for probably two years by that point, and talking about how it was. Hey, who was it? Was it the? It was either Shmirnoff or, or something like that. It was like what Shmirnoff? What? So it was like the heir to the Shmirnoff fortune, right? Oh, like Shmirnoff vodka. Uh, you know, I right? forget. I, I think remember. that's something like that. It, it, it's something like that. It was also one of the high-ranking members in Nexium. Right, because and it's it just kind of feeds into that whole you know so ridiculous the um, the upper level elite have 100% sex clubs and sex rings and total um you know yeah uh, and then this year we got Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> right and then we got Jeffrey Epstein and then, do you remember, do you remember do you remember when the United States government blatantly murdered Jeffrey Epstein and then <laughs> nobody talked about it after that the United States government blatantly murdered him because all of this evidence was going to come out against these high ranking people all around the world and how they're all involved in this underground and then nobody talked about it and then they murdered him and they just kind of swept it under the rug you know that happened like eight weeks ago like it's not that far removed i know and nobody's talking about it i know what like what okay all right so enough enough on that we're not we're not a conspiracy theory show oh i love that shit though it's so funny but it's just it's literally true. Like, it's just, it's when truth is stranger than fiction, and that is truth that is stranger than fiction. Yeah, it really is, man. Yeah. Um, so the, wait, what we, aside from the Tom Welling bit, oh, the Brandon oh, Ruth yeah, picture. Yeah, so, so oh, the, the next thing with DC listening to us, right, bringing back Brandon Ruth as Superman. Now, we heard he was going to be coming back as Kingdom Come Superman. Yep. And not only did we have the first image of him, which was kind of like, um, almost like almost like a poster image. Like it was very heavily doctored and it was very heavily photoshopped and, you know, it looked right. really, really good because it looked very much like the Alex Ross drawing. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Alex Ross does very painting style, like very artistic painting style, very realistic style art for uh, DC Comics and, well, for comics in general because he's also worked for Marvel. Um, but 
there's a very famous picture of Kingdom Come Superman where he it's very dark and very sad and he's looking down and it's kind of like this dark image. Well, essentially, Brandon Ruth looked just like that Alex Ross picture. So much of the fact that Alex Ross like posted it on Instagram, the two side by side, and it was amazing. Dude, he looks so good as Kingdom Come Superman. Dude, well, the new picture got released today of him next Looks to even better. Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Right? No, no, excuse me, Tyler... Hocklin? 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 Yeah, Hocklin? Tyler Hocklin. Whatever. Um, and he just... It looks even better. He looks better! Yeah. He looks better than Tyler Hocklin yeah. as and Superman. And I like Tyler Hocklin as Superman. And I'll tell you what I, what I really love about the suit, and I, I don't know if they did this intentionally i have to assume that they did because remember how remember how alex ross drew kingdom come superman he was like you know he was still superman but like a little old man looking like he wasn't yeah. like deep v cut he was kind of like a little square a little boxier yeah he had that that barrel chest yeah you know, kind of like what happened if your grandfather became what was superman exactly like you know, right. that's like, what it looked yeah. like yeah it's like 100 grams of protein but doesn't do any cardio like, that's what he looks like <laughs> yeah and the suit that they've put him in for kingdom come like as Kingdom Come Superman, it, it emulates that almost to a T. Like, I looked at it, I was like, wow. I was like, they even got that little detail. Like, whether intentionally or not, like, he's got that boxy look about him. Yeah. And it's just so well done. Yeah. And, I mean, if you haven't been paying attention, whether you're a comic book fan or not, whether you're a fan of superhero movies or not. Fuck um, you if you're not. Well, whatever. How are you listening to this show if you're not? <laughs> but anyway. <Good> point. <laughs> um, but, like, if if you if you're not, I, I would strongly encourage you to check out the the CW shows on um, either on Netflix because a lot of them are on Netflix right yeah, now. Yeah, they're all there right now. Yeah, and then because the, I've seen a lot of uh, commercials for the new Batwoman mo- uh, show, awesome. and it looks great. It looks really, really great, and yeah. so you know that's that's going to be something to to really watch. And Crisis on Infinite Earths, which now it goes from a three episode arc. Now it's up to a five episode arc, and it's because it's going to cross over um, uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow as yep. well as Batwoman, in addition to Green Arrow, yeah. Supergirl, Black Lightning, and Flash. apparently now, yeah. yeah, and Black Lightning, yeah, yeah. it's going to cross we, over with that. So, and like I, I've said this before, the CW shows are far and away infinitely better than anything the DC movies have put out. Far superior. Far superior. Far, far superior. Like in every way, shape, and form. Re- regardless of them being teeny bopper shows. They are, and like they yeah, do and have, there's like a those... fair amount of that teen drama in oh, there. Oh, there's yeah. a fair amount. There's so much of it that's in all of the episodes. But everything like, else is so good that it's easy to just brush that shit to the side. Yeah, and like you, like it's, it's all been really good. So yeah. it's pick your poison. You want to watch The Flash, you want to watch Green Arrow, you want to watch Supergirl. Like especially Dude. Supergirl. Supergirl, if you're you're looking for a way to get your significant other into comic book shows, <laughs> it's Supergirl is a great yeah. it's a great segue. It's a great show to watch. It's a, a very strong, prominent female character, very strong, prominent female themes, and it's really, really cool. It's very well done, and I, and I really have enjoyed it. Dude, even the filler episodes of these shows. I've said this before, but I just watched one of the best filler episodes ever. It was from the last season of The Flash. And they fucking had this episode where, again, complete filler, where Gorilla Grodd escapes from the Argus prison or whatever and starts mind-controlling people. And the episode begins with them having this like like this uh, device on their heads where they, they try to communicate um, with uh, – it's meant to communicate with, uh, with King Shark. 
okay, and to like try telepathy. like yeah, 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 more or less like telepathy. telepathy. Um, and like it, it allows King Shark actually to like speak. And the whole purpose was they were going to King Shark because they had created a cure for the metahuman gene, and they wanted to test it on King Shark because they knew he didn't want to be a metahuman. But then Gorilla Grodd escapes and like takes out the Flash and like all the other heroes or whatever, and it's left up to King Shark who, like, volunteers. He's been cured at this point. He's back to human form. And he volunteers to be reverted back into King Shark for the rest of time to go stop Gorilla Grodd. And there's this amazing King Shark versus Grodd battle, like, oh, throughout man. the season. And it was a complete filler episode. Had nothing to do with the rest of the season. Total filler. And it was one of the best episodes in, in any of the Flash series. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. And, and you know, <clears throat> obviously, uh, Gorilla Grodd, one of the best Flash villains you know, oh, yeah. a mind control a gorilla. That's really cool. So awesome. So one of the things that I'm curious about right now that they have Brandon Ruth and he's going to be very well received as Kingdom Come and you're probably not going to get, we're not going to get as much of it as we want. I'm I'm going to be surprised if, if he's in like an entire full yeah. episode. Like, like we're, we're definitely going to get teased with it. And I, I really think that the Tom Welling thing we're going to get teased with as well. Um, I, I don't bet think... he doesn't don the Superman costume. No, and that's what everybody's going to want because he never did it in Smallville. It's what everyone wants, and they're not going to have it. So my question is, do you think that if this crossover does ridiculously well like we think it's going to do, could the DCEU and you know more or less HBO Max take over and create a Kingdom Come show? Wow. Holy shit. Um, if it does well, they'd be stupid not to, because they've already, you know, if the fact that they're bringing in Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, um, you mentioned the rumors of the Titans from the DC Universe show being there, uh, Black Lightning, the fact that they're bringing in... All these are Tom Welling. Yeah, Tom Welling, right. Yeah, the fact that they're bringing all in all of these characters that have appeared in other iterations of DC Universe properties really makes me think that somewhere in the back of the DC world, uh, the movie world, they're seriously considering just going straight multiverse, where everything is everything, and it's all fucking connected. And again, it's, I mean, we've talked about it so many times, but that's DC's strongest storyline, and it's, it's potentially the way that you can bring back everything. You write all of these great movies... You, you do all of these things like Shazam, like Joker. Because if Shazam was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. It's a kid's movie, Agreed. but I really enjoyed it. It was good. Um, in fact, there was no movies on the flight that I recently took that I hadn't seen. So I watched Shazam on the way there and Smart. on the way back. Um, and it was great. And I enjoyed it both times. And, and enjoyed it just as much as I did the first time. Um, and and now you can take you can have a story where you're going to put them both back together and you could bring everything into one crisis on infinite earth movie right and you can even pick up where the story you could you could put it into a titan style show and do kingdom come you know, yeah. and now you can you can bring back Kevin Conroy, and he can be Old Man Batman, right? With the different robots. That see, I still think that that's the way that we are going to see Kevin Conroy. I think Kevin Conroy is going to be Kingdom Come Batman, and he is going to the first way that we're going to see him 
is uh, with the Batman robots. So, yeah. again, for those of you who, who aren't as hardcore comic book fans that listen to the show, Kingdom Come is a futuristic story about the DC Universe, and it's what it's it's after... Essentially, there's been an explosion of all these super-powered beings, that, and they're out of control. Essentially, Joker comes into Metropolis in the backstory. He blows up the Daily Planet... Um, and he and ends up killing Lois Lane, and because of that, Superman retires, essentially goes into, uh, you know, hiding, so to speak, and, and just into exile, right? And then he's gone, and because he's gone, the Justice League just essentially folds, and then you have all of these superpower beings just running amok yeah. that are just all over. And Superman's like, fine, if you can do this without me, fine, just do it without me, and he just doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. So he just goes, and he lives in his Fortress of Solitude forever until Wonder Woman comes and is like, hey, you need to get back in the game because we need your help. It's so great. Right? And how cool would it be, how cool would it be if down the road... When, you know, maybe in five or, or eight years, right, after the show is, is successful, um, if they were to do it, you take Zach Levy and you bring him back as Kingdom Come Shazam. You bring him back what? as, like, a Billy That would be so dope. Yeah, and it, and it would be really cool. That would be really dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, DCTV is making consistently all of the right moves. Mm-hmm. DC Movies... Not as much. Maybe see, one day you'll no, put your head back. No, we say that they're asses. making all the way, the right moves, but it just seems to just be such fan service, and I'm I'm good. Completely yeah, okay with good. That. Good. I mean, it's just real wank stuff. For fans, dude. <laughs> to quote Kevin Smith, our favorite podcaster, it is. Uh, That's what it should be. It is just real wank stuff for fans. It's and, exciting, man. And, it's an exciting yeah. time to be alive. Because like I was the I was such a hardcore Smallville fan for. I want to say Ever. the first eight or nine seasons. There was only nine seasons. I think there was ten. No, there was nine. There was nine? Yeah. All right, so there was probably maybe, the maybe there was seven. Maybe there was ten. I think there was ten. I'm not sure. I'm going to go to the big yeah, board. Go to the big board. Go to the big board. Because it was definitely the last two seasons I wasn't into. But it was um, but it was it was amazing. And I really liked the show. And of course you're watching it for that end, you know, satisfaction where you're hoping that he puts on the Superman outfit and then he never does. Right. Well he's, he he does, does he does fly at like one point, because he didn't fly through the whole thing, and then he eventually flies in like one of the later seasons, but well, he never you... puts on the, the, the he never puts on the blue and red. He wears like a black t shirt with a silver Superman symbol on it. You do you no, you do get to see the very last episode. Um you're right, it's ten seasons. Uh, the very last episode. Wait, would you say that again? Ten, fuck you. What, wait, what was the first thing you said? Fuck you. What was the thing? I'm sorry, I was right. I didn't say anything. Ladies and gentlemen, confirm or deny nothing. <laughs> write it down in your books. Fuck. <laughs> episode thirty, whatever this is. Yeah, thirty eight. <laughs> fuck episode you. Episode thirty eight. Anthony was right, and Matt admits it. Fuck you. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you why you were wrong, also, because okay. you said that he. Never wore the Superman suit. He that's doesn't. not. It's not technically correct. He doesn't wear the red and blue. Yes, he does. The very last episode. Was they're the last at the scene of the last episode. Yes, it's exactly oh, what it is. Oh they're at God. the greatest last scene ever. They're at the Daily Planet. Anyone said the Daily Bugle? Mm. Him and Lois Lane. And I forget what the thing is. It's like you know, oh, the the fucking world is ending. You got to go say the blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah. And the very last scene is him uh, walking up to the roof of the Daily Planet, and he does the thing where he, wa- he starts walking slowly, takes off his glasses. Loosens his tie, rips open his shirt, and it's the red and yellow and blue 
uh, okay. suit. Okay. But, then, but that's the very last but, but, scene. But all you see is him open the shirt. You don't see him with the full suit on. Right. With the that, that's that's why I said he technically, yeah, technically wears the suit. Okay. Okay. So you were wrong. I was right. <laughs> no, I was bam, right. No, you bam, were just bam, bam. No, I was right. You were right about that, not the other part. Whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I was a big Smallville fan, so like this is really cool. It's great fan service. I so think that good. I think, I, but I'm really curious now to see how you now have three Superman characters and a Supergirl character. Right. How are they all going to coexist, and is it going to be something where they're going to be blipping through the characters? Well, no, that, that I don't think I'm going to. No, I don't think so. That's why I think, like I said, I really don't think we're going to see Tom Welling in a Superman suit. In this crossover, we'll obviously see Tyler Hoechlin and obviously see Kingdom Come Superman. So that's only two Supermen. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll and then right. you see, and then you'll have Tom Welling as Clark Kent. Right, he'll be as Clark Kent because yeah, the really, set, all the set. Would be so cool if he like just came out as Superman Prime? Ah, like all of a sudden, in the the, very all end. of a sudden, he becomes the bad guy. Yeah, right. He's the guy right. that they're fighting is Superman Prime. I think it would be great. Yeah, I think but that would be so. All awesome. the set photos that have come out have been Tom Welling has been in in the. The, the Smallville outfit. I mean, the and, I mean it's jeans, coming out you know, in like, December, so I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's just like an afterthought. Like, I'm sure like the other scenes that are really crucial have already been filmed. I can't wait! Man, it's going to be exciting. You know, and it's going to cross over between uh, December and, I believe, January. I think it's going to cross over the year. I haven't actually looked at the uh, the the dates for it yet, the specific dates, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's the middle of December going all the way through uh, the beginning of January. Which I think would be cool. You know? So speaking of DC, the last thing we wanted to talk about was the Joker movie. Oh man, I'm excited. I got my tickets. And more specifically, we want to talk about this ridiculous controversy yeah. that the Joker movie is already in, in, embroiled in. Um, and let's let's preface this because we know this is a little bit of a sensitive subject to some people that are out there because of some things that have happened. Of course. You know, and you know, but at the same time, it's like... Come yeah, on. we're in, in, in no way do we want to belittle or dismiss the tragedies that happened with yeah. with match specifically not. the ones in Aurora, Colorado during the Dark Knight premiere. So this whole thing started when victims and survivors of that shooting that premiered the Dark Knight premiere or the Dark Knight Rises premiere um, wrote a letter to Warner Brothers, just you know saying they had so just some concerns about the way the Joker was going to be portrayed and didn't want to appear sympathetic to people like the fucking crazy incels and yada yada yada. Yeah. They did not say anything. I want to be clear about this. They did not ask Warner Brothers. They did not even suggest to Warner Brothers to not release the movie or to delay that. They didn't suggest right. anything along no. those lines. So no. we should be clear about that. Yeah. So the problem is, and, and let's be clear, I have no problem with that letter. That's. They, that's their experience. They have more than have a right to write that open letter to the company. The problem I have, the problem we have, is that the media took that letter and blew it out of proportion yeah. and started reporting nonstop on unsubstantiated claims of threats of violence at the premiere of The Joker. Yeah. And then it just boiled up instantly but then it was in 24 hours and of course it's just going to add fuel to the fire like if if something like that was ever going to happen the media reporting on it happened and saying well this could happen only makes it more likely it's fear it's fear mongering too it's fear mongering it's really stupid it's so and, dumb and like it's it's so upsetting that like we can't we can't have nice things anymore like you can't just go to a movie and have it be a movie and enjoy the movie for the sake right. of being a movie you know now you have all of these different you know kind of 
Um, just kind of like like ancillary aspects that are all, all circling these movies, and it's just stupid. well, and that's the thing that irritated me because so so phase one of this this story was to start printing these unsubstantiated claims about threats of violence in the movie premiere, and then that predictably morphed into media outlets providing their opinion about movies like this and about how that the the people making them and the movie studios need to be more quote responsible in the way they portray their characters because blah 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 and blah 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 like this for me is up there with that video games cause people to be violent argument like shut the fuck up you know what it causes people to be violent not being disciplined properly at home and not having a loving home. Dude, it could be anything. You want to know how you get chads and Kyles and incels is when you don't discipline your kids. So parents out there, listen up. Do the right thing. Yeah. Discipline your fucking crotch goblin. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, listen, there aren't people sitting out there that are going to go watch this movie and be like, oh shit, you know what? I think I want to just like commit a mass murder tomorrow. This like this movie like really inspired me to commit mass murder. No. The people that are out there that want to fucking do those heinous things, they're going to do them anyway. Watching a movie is not going to make them say, oh my god, I've been doing it wrong my entire life. I should yeah, really kill now, people this like, way. Like, no. Here's my opportunity. Yeah. Now they would find another opportunity. And to seize on a movie like The Joker, it's just because comic book movies are popular right now. And it's like, if there's one thing that I cannot stress enough about my own personal beliefs is that I 100% oppose... The censorship of artistic expression, any way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah, I oppose censorship in every way, shape, and form. I, I, I really do. Um, yeah, I think, I think that it, it pigeonholes us, and I think it's, I think it, it curtails uh, uh, just your your thought process. I think it just curtails thinking. You ever see Equilibrium? Yeah, of course, of course. you have. You yeah. know what I tell people when they yeah. try to make that argument? I was Fahrenheit like, four fifty one. Yeah, it's I was essentially like, that, that's essentially what the movie. I'm is. like, go watch the movie Equilibrium. And then tell me that you want to stifle people's artistic freedom. Yeah, because then you know it, it, it's a slippery slope, and it only grows. And you're only gonna re you're only gonna then grow into the point where now the government should control everything that we hear or see or think, and yep. that's just wrong. That's yep. just terrible. That's like the worst thing in the world. The absolute worst. Yeah. So, and. Oh, this story does have a semi-happy ending. Actually, yeah. did you read about what Warner Brothers did for the official premiere? No, what did they do? So because this whole thing was blowing out of proportion, and it got to the point where like people like Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix had to like felt they had to like address this on like you know, and they, I, I think Todd Phillips was on like Good Morning America or some shit like that. Like they had to like like really address this on a, on, on a so big stage. So stupid. Yeah. But because of that, for the official premiere of the movie, Warner Brothers disinvited the press. Smart. They were like, and, and like their official statement, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here because I, I read it a few days ago, but their official statement is something along the lines of like, you know, let the movie speak for itself. Like we, like it's time to just watch the movie. A lot has been said, a lot has been speculated. Thank it's you. time to just watch the movie. That's and I was like, I sat, I was right like, thing. that's the right thing. Yeah. I was yeah. like, way to go. Yeah, because, because to be fair, as much as I support artistic freedom, I support freedom of journalism just as much. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time though, when the two cross like this, I'm going to side with the artist because like, but, well, it's I, very clear that the media was pushing a narrative that just was not there, as the mass media is wont to do. Sure, and I'm, I also uh, support the freedom of being able to not invite someone to a gathering that you don't want to have. Agreed. Like, this right? is not a presidential as a, as speech. A, as a person that is planning a wedding right now, right, <laughs> you know, there, there are certain people that, you know, just I'm not going to invite because I don't want to invite them and I don't feel 
obligated, even though some people would, to yeah. invite them to it. And I'm not like, look, if, if I don't want you at my wedding, I'm not going to have you there. If I don't, if I'm doing a movie premiere and I don't want you there, I don't care whether you're press, whether you're not press. Look, report from the outside, buy yeah. a ticket, see the movie yourself, and tell me what you think when you can buy a ticket and see the movie. But you don't have to get invited. I don't have to invite you to my premiere. That's right. You That's know? like rule number so, one of so, seeing the movie. So I, yeah, so I definitely believe in the freedom of press. I definitely believe that people should, like any kind of, of press agent, but they, they shouldn't feel entitled to tickets to a premiere yeah exactly yeah. They, like, we're, we're not we're not talking about the state of the fucking union here yeah, like it's no. a movie premiere yeah no. like so what if what if i'm the off. star or the director and i just you know what i just want to do this premiere in front of my friends and family yeah you know so that even if it does suck i'll get some appreciation and you know what it's not gonna suck dude it's gonna be so good it's gonna be so good so so here's the conspiracy theory right let's oh get, god let's get into it. here we go uh, as we were talking about the mouse sitting on his throne of lies, and his, <laughs> his, made out of made out of millions and millions and billions of dollars, uh, you know, what company owns most of the news media channels, or at least ABC and others? Who is ABC's parent company? Disney. Fuck. Oh, that's right. It is. It is. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. So, so is it possible that because Disney, this is like a real Vince McMahon move right here. Like if, wow. if, if Disney saw that the Joker was going to be a badass movie and now DC is going to get some momentum, did Marvel purposely they have put the plants oh, to overextend this letter that was written, to overly cover oh, it, my to God. overly disseminate this, this rumor, right? I can just <laughs> see Mickey Mouse on his throne of lies, man. <laughs> Oh, that would be so Tell good. Tell the will win. That would oh. be so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. That would be hilarious. I think it's yeah. <laughs> conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's amazing. D- Disney's fucking planting reporters. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, oh. The have one coming. Oh. <laughs> uh. Wow. If anybody out there has not seen the Disney episode of South Park, go and find it. Yeah, it's uh, on SouthPark.com. Yeah. <laughs> go and watch it because then you'll be able to understand exactly what we're talking about. God. So let's uh, let, let's close out with some housekeeping because mm. there's actually some cool shit happening in October. Yeah, we have some some really big things that we're doing. Yeah. Right um, so first things first, uh, uh, in precisely 11 days. Yeah, so October 12th. Yeah, October 12th, Saturday, the Harborside Grill uh, October Feast is happening. If you listened to our uh, two episodes ago, which I'm sure you did because you listened to all of our episodes, you beautiful True Reviewers, you, Rocktober Feast is a music festival in uh, 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 Atlantic Highlands. Thank you. In Atlantic Highlands. Atlantic Highlands. All proceeds go to a local charity called A Need We Feed, uh, help feeding survivor, uh, veteran survivors of Superstorm Sandy. So, uh, yeah, get your tickets if you haven't yet, rocktoberfeast.com. We will be there podcasting live with folks like the mullet cast ming chen probably mike zapsic i'm guessing yeah, other folks sure, that shit that chill at a shared universe it's going to be a wonderful time come check it out yeah and there's going to be some great bands that are playing and there's going to be um sort of i, I think it's just a silent auction for a, a number of different things there's been a number of great businesses that have all donated um whether it is services or product they've they, they've really been like an amazing amazing addition to this 
really, really cool event, and it's for a great charity. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar in the, you know, kind of central New Jersey shore area, uh, Superstorm Sandy really hit a lot of homes very hard, um, and it put people out of their home. In fact, I'm, 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 you I'm barely survived it. <laughs> well, my, my house did, but then I ended up having to sell it because of the, the yep. after effects. So, um, you know, it's, it was a very serious thing that happened here in New Jersey. And, you know, obviously we always want to be able to support our veterans and those who put their lives on the line for our country. And so getting a chance to help, you know, feed, you know, veterans who have been displaced from their home because of the storm, even though the storm happened, you know, um, I, I guess it's seven years ago now, it's still affecting a lot of the community. So we want to be there. This is a, a great community event, but even if you're not part of the direct community, it's very easy to get to. Um, if you're from New York, you just go to the South Street Seaport and you can take a ferry going from downtown Manhattan, going all the way to Atlantic Highlands. It literally drops you off about a block and a half away from where the festival yep. is going to be. Um, and it's just a great place to be. It's really going to be, uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a really good time. So we hope that all of our true reviewers come out, get a chance to meet us, get pictures, get some autographs from some of the team, I'm sure, uh, some of the cooler people that are there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, definitely. Get your photo taken with us. We're only charging $1,000. We're not charging it. I know. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Do you have any idea not how Do you have any idea how fucking like, hard I would get if somebody came up to us and was like, Ready to review? Oh man, can I get my picture with you guys? Like I listen to your podcast all the time. Okay, so A, that's creepy, and B, you know um, you would too. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, dude. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're just um, an asshole. So, other big event coming up in October yeah. uh, for for us is uh, October 26th. There is a, a local movie premiere of an independent movie called Dwellers. It is uh, written and directed by uh, a friend of mine, a friend of the family, I guess I should say. Friend of the um, podcast. Yeah, friend of the podcast. And he has uh, invited us to to the premiere, um, which we're super excited about. It's been right here in Monmouth County. Uh, we are going to go and podcast live, stream from that event, talk to the, the writer, the director, the actors, other people that are going to be there. It's going to be a very fucking fun time. I can't wait. Yeah, and so if you, you know, um, want to get from like a, a real nitty gritty kind of perspective, you know, what is it really like on an independent film, right? You know, these guys are all, they're not big actors. They don't do these big budget movies. These are just independent actors. So, you know, the people that still have their day job and are, are still trying to make it in an acting career, what's it like for them? We're going to be able to interview them and talk to them about their experience in the movie. So, yeah, really exciting so make sure you tune in and, and yeah, check it out super excited yeah and we'll have some exciting other guests coming up for you on the show this year not gonna, uh, the, i'm sorry this month not gonna tell you who it's a fucking surprise yeah so just you wait yeah yeah big surprise <laughs> <laughs> and then aside from that you guys know the drill go like go subscribe go listen that's the most yeah, important thing leave a comment on our instagram page or send us an email if there's anything that you want us to review or talk about just let us know We'll definitely go and we'll um, we'll check it out. Um, you know, obviously we love getting a chance to see movies and you know and and even old movies, even if it's like an older movie. You know, if you want us to, to just kind of like talk about it on the show, just let us know. You went off the rails there a little bit at the end, but no, it's okay. It we're was, good. We're there. We're there. <laughs> so uh, we will see you next week, as always. Stay tuned, true reviewers.